Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Sherry Bechtel. Sherry, are you ready to do this? I am. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Sherry is an editor at Finder.com. She's focused on trading and investing. I'm excited to have you on. Sherry, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, um, as you said, my name is Sherry Bechtel. Um, my family and I live uh, currently in New Jersey. My husband and I just bought a house in Providence, Rhode Island, so we're going to be moving this summer. We're really excited about that. Oh. Um, and I've been a financial journalist for about 20 years. Um, I'm really passionate about what I do with Finder because I feel like it really demystifies investing and you know, kind of makes it seem like something that's really accessible to everyday folks. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's a sort of so 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 twenty years is a is a good chunk of time, and you've certainly seen the I don't know if it's progression or the changes in the way that 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 people invest, right? And there's technology changes oh. and so much. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for a long time, I think investing was very much limited to people who had a knowledge of the market or people who were just, you know, traders or very, very wealthy people who had brokers. And I think the word broker seems like such a formal and and scary thing. And now we have all these apps that anyone can can download and get into the market. And I think that's really exciting. And I think that's that's the way that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Technology and, and, and fintech financial technology has really it's maybe a, a, a term that's used a little bit too much democratized um, investing. And you look at other apps that are out there that are helping with financial planning and estate planning and really so many things in life, if, if not all of them are now available to us via technology. And absolutely. I think that that it's certainly probably going to be a net positive, but do you see sort of the other side of that coin as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so important to educate yourself. Um, Just because you can invest in just about anything, and I really feel like these apps have opened up the world to so many um, beginning investors. Um, And and that is mostly a a very good thing, I think. Um, But I feel like if you go in based on trends or based on chatter, um, without fully doing your research and your homework, you know, it can really be disastrous for you. Um, And I think we saw that with the GameStop um, fiasco uh, a few months ago that, you know, so many people were just pumped up on the stock and, and other similar stocks that were, that were hyped over Reddit. Um, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Um, I feel like you just have to, um, really educate yourself. And I think that's what it really comes down to. Don't get yourself caught up in something that's a hype or, um, and, and I think that if you are going to try and take a short position, you have to have that risk tolerance and you have to know when to sell. Right. <laughs> that's 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 one of the things that makes trading so difficult uh, to be successful at. There's a million things, uh, but fundamentally, you need to buy at the right time and sell at the right time, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, on the other side of that, I think contrarian investing um, is is a really smart way to uh, to approach it. But again, you've got to know what you're investing in and you really have to feel like this is going to be a winner eventually. Um, and, and you have to be prepared to take that sort of longer approach to it. Um, but at the end of the day, I really think it comes down to educating yourself. And I feel like that's a lot of what we try to do at Finder, um, is try to provide, um, you know, a really basic education and investing for, for novices, because I feel like, as you mentioned with apps out there, um, anyone can, can access, you know, these investments. And I, and I think they should, I think they just need to understand what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, it's like I have access to the nuclear football on my smartphone, right? And I can, <laughs> I have a weapon of mass destruction with my bank account linked to it. Um, so that's, that's really good and, and really bad at the same time. So when we talk about education. Um, are there different areas that, 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 that you think about and, and talk about or that, 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 that Finder focuses on? Um, a lot of them are the basics. Um, things like stocks, bonds, um, exchange-traded funds. Um, we do have cryptos. That's really kind of outside of the investing channel um, for good reason because I feel like crypto is just sort of its own animal. Um, I, you know... I deal with a lot of different investments and I've covered things like bonds and stocks for most of my career and crypto, like I'm mystified by, by crypto too. I don't know what causes the shifts. Um, I think even people with a good knowledge of investing are somewhat, you know, stumped by it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like, especially with things like Dogecoin, um, again, it's, it's kind of the similar situation with GameStop where you get in on this trend and you can end up losing some money. Yeah. Yeah, for, for that, I think that that's a, a thousand percent true. That uh, I've gone from zero to instead of going zero to sixty, I've gone from about zero to ten miles an hour on on a cryptocurrency, and then I feel like oh, I'm back to eight miles an hour, and then sometimes back to zero. It is it is a it is a mystifying thing for sure. Um, so I think it's it's really important for people to to educate. Well. I think that if you intend to actually be a successful investor and to use an app like XYZ, Webull or Robinhood or doesn't matter to me or Charles Schwab, if you open a brokerage account and it's your desire to buy and sell individual securities that you need to have some kind of a process, you need to understand what they are and how the market actually works. And so that's, that is essential and probably, probably skipped over. But then also understanding the whole behavioral aspect of it about how you're going to respond, how your body is going to respond when you see the market go down. When you see shares of Amazon or Facebook all of a sudden go down, what what are you going to do and really have a plan for it? So it's not an easy thing, um, but what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I see that happen with my portfolio every day. And it's like, oh, great, this stock is up. Oh, that stock is down. And I think you just have to, I think a longer approach is necessary. And you have to kind of pull back your trigger finger and say, I'm not going to sell because a lot of things are headline driven. A lot of things are news driven. There's so much to consider when it comes to trading stocks that you just, you kind of have to play the long game and say, okay, um, analysts are saying this about the company. The company's in a strong financial position. Um, I've done my homework. I know that this company is sound. I believe in this stock. Even if you have a down day, even if you have a down month, 
you know, you really have to kind of pull back and say, okay, this is how the stock market works. I'm in it for the long haul. I can tell that the financials are good. I'm going to stick with it. And and you really have to kind of take that longer term approach rather than, um, oh, the stocks are down today. I better sell, sell, sell. Um, and, and that's, that's just my, that's my personal approach to it. And, and I feel like that's, that's kind of, um, you know, a wise way to look at it more over the long term rather than short. Yeah. I, I know that you can make a lot of money shorting stocks. This has been proven, but I just think that it's a huge gamble. Um, and it's, it's just for the long term, for the long haul, just, just buy and hold. That's, that's kind of my strategy. But, but when you buy, make sure you do your homework, make sure you understand the financials of the company you're investing in. Yeah. And it, it, it's such a it's such a fascinating time, and I think they're, they're going to look back on the the Wall Street bets and GameStop, and and you can insert probably five or ten, and the, the list is probably going to get bigger and bigger of investments that have that that these new groups of investors have sort of attached themselves to, and then using social media and contagion and excitement have driven up the the really the price of it. Um, which is essentially the opposite of, of, of what we're talking about if you're going to be a responsible and educated long-term investor, right? Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it's tempting because there, there are people who made a lot of money on GameStop. Mm -hmm. There are people who lost everything on GameStop too. And, and you know, I think the people who made, you know, uh, you know seven figures are in the minority. And I, I think that you need to approach it as a reasonable, logical person and say, okay, Good for them. That's not for me. I, I want to be in this for the long haul and, and really grow my wealth rather than throw it all the way on a gamble. Uh, and I really do, do kind of look at that sort of shorting, uh, you know, philosophy as, as a gamble. It's like, okay, I have this and I'm going to just bet it all. And sometimes you can lose a lot of money. Sometimes you can lose everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really important thing to, to understand and to go in with eyes wide open, which is what you're talking about, and understand that there's a difference between investing and speculation. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a time and a place for, for all of it. I was literally thinking about this this morning. Uh, I was thinking about that I am all for people wanting to get rich. I think that that's super exciting and it's the, one of the more human things in the world and this FOMO and YOLO and everything else. So when you're looking at Dogecoin go from worth essentially nothing to worth 70 cents. So like it's like this, this exponential return and people did make a ton of money on it. Um, that that's almost too good to pass up. And if I were 25 years old, I would 100% have, have jumped in it. Um, but that the opportunity cost of that, and I'm just sort of giving you a stream of uh, consciousness here, Sherry, and I apologize for that. But, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm aware that if you're 25 years old and you start investing hundreds of dollars over the course of 40 years, that you can become a millionaire. So, if you're still doing that, if you're still putting away, you have your foundation set, well then by all means, take money and 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 speculate it, but I really am I'm 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 concerned that people are not doing that. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is the boring side of investing. It's it's compound interest and no one wants to talk about, hey, I'm going to put away a little bit now when I'm 25 and be a millionaire by the time I'm 60 um, because compound interest is boring and it's not as exciting as, oh, well, I gambled on the stock market and made $100,000 in a day. Um, it's not as sexy. And, uh, but I think that it is the reasonable way to grow wealth is compound interest. Start young. Um, and that would be my advice to younger investors is take a practical approach. You can be a millionaire by the time you're ready to retire. You just have to put in the effort and wait. And it's kind of boring to just set aside your money and wait for it to happen. But it's it's so doable and preferable to losing everything you've got and having to start from square one. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like when I think these thoughts and then when I articulate them, it's like okay, boomer. Even though I'm 42 years old, like a 20 20 year old looks at me like 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 I'm 100, and that I I do work in, in in financial services. So I imagine that there's probably a large contingency of people out there that want to thumb their nose at people like me, and want to hold the line and do all these other terms that are popular on social media. And to your point, it's like okay, do that. But make sure that you have your security blanket or your insurance policy or whatever term that you want to use, that you're, you're, you're taking it off the table for your future self just in case this doesn't work out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I think it's fine if people want to um, gamble on the stock market. But I feel like if you jump in two short positions like this, it's exactly that. It's gambling. You might as well go to the casino. Um, because who knows? I mean, I think so many of these stocks are headline driven or they're hyped and then they end up crashing. Um, and uh, I feel like if that's going to be your approach, you just have to have that risk tolerance and you have to have that money set aside for that purpose. Um, but yeah, have a cushion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time and a place for all of it. So understanding and it's 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 a lot of these terms like time horizon, risk tolerance, asset allocation, understanding the fundamentals of stocks, like just key things like understanding earnings and and just which again not sexy, kind of like compound interest, right? Four hundred one k, IRA, um, but that's where you need to at least people that need to do anything would really I always encourage people to understand what those terms are and to make sure that you are doing a lot of those things. And then that does free you up to, to do, to do, to, to do other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people, you know, and I don't want to generalize, but I think a lot of younger people um, may not really think about it for retirement. It's, it's kind of like retirement's a long time away for me and I've got time to really, you know, kind of, play with the money that I have now. And, you know, I want to be rich, but, you know, retirement's a long time away and I've got time. And and that's true. Uh, I, I just think that kind of taking a more reasoned approach to it, um, you know, you may not have to start over as often. Um, and, and I feel like sooner or later, the time is not that much that, that you have before retirement. And, and, you know, if your, if your goal is to build wealth, I think that you have to take a more reasoned approach to it and, and think of it in a longer term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing examples, <clears throat> knowing that, uh, that believe it or not, 
things go the right way, you will be a 65, a 75, an 85-year-old person. And so you need to be doing a little bit of being somewhat mindful of 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 that future self, um, which is just the hardest thing in the world, right? Especially oh. when, when, when we're in the thick of it. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, when I was 20, I, I definitely was not thinking about myself as a 65-year-old person or even a 45-year-old person. It's just like, okay, this is my life now. And, uh, you know, uh, I I was very impulsive as, as a young person too. I just feel like, you know, and hey, maybe it's easy to say this in retrospect as an older person to say, well, well, these 25-year-olds don't know what's coming. Um, but I think a lot of them do. Uh, I, I don't think they're, you know, I, I think that the GameStop thing, the other side of GameStop is that I think that a lot of younger people are smarter about the stock market than we give them credit for, um, that they do know about shorting. Um, I just think that, you know, it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and, you know, uh, anyway, I'm rambling old lady. No, the cloud. <laughs> I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. It's when when somebody is super educated on it they they understand how shorting works they are light years ahead of 99% of other human beings on on the planet i 1000% agree with that so um if you are counseling somebody or, or coaching somebody up on say hey just learn learn the fundamentals where where can they find cuz i know that finder's a big site but walk me through sort of start here kind of a thing Oh, absolutely. There's our stock trading page. Um, and we do offer comparisons of things like brokers and, and what our particular broker can offer you, um, as well as fees, because I, uh, you know, I think if you're just starting out, you don't want to have your investments eaten up by fees. Um, so I think it's really important to understand to start out with your broker. I, I think that's where it all starts. Find one that works for you. Find one that's user friendly for you. Um, and, you know, in terms of just advice on investing, I think you can get a lot of really great free information from a variety of sources. Um, hey, I, you know, Finder is a great one of those sources. We're still building out a lot of our content on Finder and uh, on the investing channel. And I feel like, you know, stop in on the share trading page at Finder and look through what we've got to offer in terms of education on stocks, um, on bonds, on ETFs. Um, but there are other places. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of brokers do offer free education via their newsletters. Um, a lot of them, you know, just sign up for the newsletter. You can get a great amount of information. Um, financial news sites. Um, I'm addicted to a lot of different financial news sites because I'm constantly watching the markets. I, I think that there's so much free information out there to educate yourself about investing. Um, and you should definitely take advantage of that. If you're a little farther along, um, in your financial journey, I think that absolutely talk to a financial advisor, a certified financial planner, get some more detailed information about how you should be investing, how you should be diversifying your portfolio. Love it. Sherry, I think that we just gave them a couple, but people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I think my number one piece of advice um, is before you start investing, there are two things you should do. Pay off all of your credit card debt, all of your unsecured debt, student loans, credit cards, because every month you are paying someone else. When you're done with that, pay yourself. Um, develop that nest egg so that you don't find yourself back in debt. Um, the number one piece of advice I can give is to 
pay off the debt so you can start paying yourself and then start investing. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Music to my ears right there. Yes. <laughs> Do not start investing if you have credit card debt, for gosh sakes. Love it. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and 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 your work? Uh, well, I'm over at finder.com um, and uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, so th that's about it. Yeah, we're we're constantly updating videos. Um, you can find us on video um, on the Finder YouTube channel. So yeah, it, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show share your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to finder.com. Check out all the great resources. You can find Sherry on LinkedIn as well and on YouTube. Check out all the great videos. Thanks again, Sherry. Thanks so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>